Hey everybody, this is Cheryl Perry and Jen Plim with Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks for joining us today. Our Charlotte Smarty Pants podcast is powered by Shrink Tank, bringing you videos, podcasts, and articles that showcase psychology and mental health found in popular culture. You can find out more at shrinktank.com. So joining us today to talk about presbyopia is Dr. Kashyap Kansupada of Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, better known as Cinta around town. Dr. Kansupada is an ophthalmologist who specializes in refractive lens implant surgeries. He practices in Cinta's Belmont and Huntersville offices. So welcome. Good morning, ladies. Thank Thanks for having so me this morning. Thank you so much for coming. So first up, presbyopia. That's a big word. It is. It's a $10 word. <laughs> it um, is. Give <laughs> us um, layman's terms. What is presbyopia? Sure. Presbyopia is when, uh, when we hit our 40s and our arms are not long enough to read what we want to see. And essentially what happens is that the lens inside the eye, uh, the natural lens, becomes progressively more stiff over time, whereby it's unable to focus at, at things up close. So is this, does it usually happen early 40s, mid? Great question. Unfortunately for me, it happened late 30s, but if it uh-huh. happened that early, some people I've seen as late as in their uh, 70s or 80s where they start hitting presbyopia, but m- majority of people are in their 40s. Do you, having prior eye conditions, does it affect when you get presbyopia? Great question. I'm not aware of that. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm aging. I'm turning Maturing. 40 soon. Yes. Right. And I've had LASIK. Right. Does that affect at all when, I'll, when I might start needing reading glasses? Gotcha. So what happens with LASIK, uh, uh, you reshape the surface of the eye to be able to help you see far away. Mm-hmm. And so if you had natural nearsightedness before, you could see up close without glasses. But once we set it for distance, then you'll, some people may notice all of a sudden they can't see up close. And it's more of a function of age. Mm-hmm. Does it else. tend to happen overnight? Yeah. Like I've heard. That, uh, like one day you walk into a restaurant right. and can't see the menu or? It's a usually a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. You, you might even realize that you're holding things a little bit farther out in order to read them or getting, fall, sitting a little bit farther back from the uh, computer in order to read it. Um, there are situations where when, you're, when, you're, when you hit your head, bump your head or something like that, or you have a significant illness, it can sometimes uh, hasten uh, presbyopia. Yeah, good question. Do you have presbyopia yet, Jen? Um, no comment. <laughs> no, I'm in the beginning. Uh, I also had LASIK a while ago, and gotcha. um, and uh-huh. I've really enjoyed lens-free life. And and I'm I'm trying hard, really hard, not to embrace presbyopia. <laughs> um, I don't have it bad. My my iPhone still is at the smallest font, so oh, I feel I feel very accomplished there. But I've noticed that you know I've started buying the lowest um, number of lenses for reading glasses. And I find myself kind of dizzy, like if I'm looking through the glasses and then I look up. Yeah, it's really frustrating and, and right. kind of dizzy. Like, is are there are there prescription lenses that you can buy that have your prescription for presbyopia and then nothing at the top? They actually have those. Yeah, they're hard to find. Um, unfortunately, the ones that are out there. Um, aren't the no-line kind of bifocals where you can't see the bifocal? Yeah, I know a lot of uh, right. folks are concerned about being able to, you know, for other people to notice that they have bifocals, but the no-line ones these days you can't really tell. But over-the-counter, there are ones that are clear up top. They usually have a line, and then they have the bifocal part at the bottom. 
but they're not as cute. Like you guys sell <laughs> a lot of designer glasses. Yeah, like correct? the ones that I have right now. You can't tell that yeah, I have I'm bifocals. Yeah, I'm totally right? staring at yours yeah, right now. But yeah, you can't. Beautiful tell at all. appearance. It's also far to tell that I would be wearing glasses there. What are the other, What are some other options if you don't like if you don't want to wear the glasses? Yeah. So, for those folks who um, enjoyed excellent vision at distance without glasses, either with LASIK or whatever, um, they can initially try some reading glasses that you tried. Um, the only problem with some of those reading glasses from the drugstore is getting the right power. Right. You did the right thing of getting it's the tricky. lowest power possible. Uh, but also the quality of those lem- lenses are not going to be as good. <clears throat> and some, most people, they may not notice that difference between uh, an inferior quality lens and a, uh, a higher quality lens where there's no distortions as you move from side to side, right. look from side to side. But some people can, and it seems like you so might have that problem. So maybe that's what I'm, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm yeah. experiencing. For those people who have nearsightedness or farsightedness, so you will be able to see up close without glasses or far away without glasses, then there are bifocals where you have, you know, distance vision prescription at top and then the near vision down below. <clears throat> Moving on for folks who, who wear, wear contacts, they enjoy contacts all their lives, what they can do is they can set their non-dominant eye for up close so that their brain just automatically sinks into seeing distance when they're seeing distance through the distant eye and up close through the near eye, and it just goes back and forth. And that mm. works about 90% of patients. That's um, crazy. That does sound, yeah. that sounds really crazy. Mm. It, it does. I it guess just you just get used to it. That way. No, they're just wired that yeah. way. And so uh, some people who aren't wired that way will know very quickly that that is not that's, that's working not going to work. Them. Right. Um, They're falling everywhere. So for those folks, there's the other option of what's called a multifocal contact lens, where basically each eye sees distance and up close through a special uh, type of specially designed contact lens. The trade-off of that type of lens is that it, it compromises your distance a little bit and your near vision a little bit so that you can have that range of vision. Mm-hmm. And people have frequent uh, glare issues because of dryness mm-hmm. associated with the contact lens. Right. Question. Which is why, which is why mm-hmm. I did LASIK surgery a while ago. That brings up another question. Like, some people are getting LASIK surgery later and later. Um, is there a benefit to waiting until you need both? Or, you know, like, can you do both? Great question. Surgery? So, um as you mature, the as you know, the lens does become more stiff. We talked about that. But the also what happens is that the lens becomes progressively more cloudy. And so if you wait till much later, like in your 60s, say, unfortunately, many of these folks are not candidates for LASIK because they've developed cloudiness of the lens or what's called a cataract. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and then there are other solutions for that. But LASIK is not an option because with that cataract becoming cloudy, it changes the prescription Right. over time so mm-hmm. it's a moving target yeah i mean i had i had my surgery in my late 20s so mm-hmm. i've mm-hmm. really enjoyed the oh, lens yeah. free that's nice so but some people are you know some of our friends are in like, like late 30s and yeah. I, I don't I was know mid 30s when i had it done mm-hmm. and and maybe mm-hmm. you know maybe five years isn't i don't know any year is enough for me for lens free but Anyway, yeah, so what's nice with I'm sorry, let me turn. Oh, go ahead. Um, with the LASIK, that what's nice is that at least at distance you'll be able to see for that entire period. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just up close, you might need a little help. Right. Yeah. Right. Are there any surgery options for presbyopia itself? Actually, there are. There are several uh, really interesting uh, options available. For, you know, for the for those who are used to monovision, where one eye is distance, one eye near, they can essentially accomplish the same the same with uh, laser vision correction. And mm-hmm. so you essentially 
program the laser to set one eye slightly nearsighted, the other eye slightly distant or at distance, and those folks are able to really enjoy Monovision for a while. But as we mentioned, it's a progressive condition. So the Monovision, uh, the near vision will progressively need to be updated mm -hmm. every so many years. Through surgery? Through surgery, mm -hmm. correct. Um, and then there's some other ways of kind of doing the same Monovision through an implant or what's called a corneal inlay. And what this is, these are relatively new, newly uh, approved by the FDA. These are, are, are devices that are implants that go right in the layers of the cornea. They make a little pocket in the cornea and then, put a, and then slip it into the front of the eye. This is primarily for 45 and to 60-year-old patients. Uh, again, when you get beyond 60, you have cataracts, and that opens right. another op set of options. But with these, 90% uh, or so can see well enough to read the newspaper wow. uh, without glasses. Um, again, it's just done in one eye. There's two kinds. One's called a camera, K-A-M-R-A, and the other one's called a raindrop. And it's really fascinating. The, the camera works by, is a 3.8-millimeter three, 3 uh, ring, a disc, essentially, which is an opaque outer segment and an a, uh, open central part. And basically, it works like a pinhole. If you ever go into a doctor's office and they put those little pinholes in front of you, mm -hmm. you can see really well all of a sudden right, the right. entire chart. It kind of works like that. It increases the depth of field uh, for the patient. Uh, the raindrop is a totally different uh, way of, uh, of, wor of allowing your vision. It is basically a two-millimeter hydrogel, you know, polymer that they put right smack in the middle uh, of your cornea, <clears throat> again, through a pocket. And what that does is the same way as LASIK changes the curvature of your cornea mm -hmm. uh, through shaving off cornea, this actually kind of bulges the cornea just a little bit and alters the curvature uh, right in the center to allow near vision to be to be had. Uh, so that's really a nice option. How long um, are those surgery, like what's the recovery time and how mm -hmm. long is the actual procedure? The procedure, great question. The, the procedure is very quick, probably about uh, five minutes to do the procedure. Oh, wow. yes. and, is it the same thing as normal LASIK where you kind of go to sleep for four hours and wake up and you're Good to Great go. question. It, it, it the recovery is pretty quick, mm -hmm. but uh, it's variable. Some mm -hmm. people can be very quick within a few days. Some people could be a few weeks before they can get that. Hmm. Are there any big side effects to the surgeries? Uh, yes, there are. Um, with the uh, monovision con or monovision, any type of monovision, whether laser vision correction, contact lens, or lens implant surgery, um, you can have altered depth perception because one eye is distance, one eye is right. near, and you really can't see how far things are potentially. But those people who are kind of used to it have other ways of gauging depth, so it's usually not too pro big of a problem. Mm -hmm. With the inlays, you can get some people can get glare, some people get halos, some people get dry eyes because you're altering the nerves in the cornea. Mm -hmm. And um, and it, and because it bulges the cornea, the front part of the eye, it can sometimes change your prescription. And so in those people, you can't predict who's going to have that. And so as many as 7 to 9% of those people uh, may, ne may need to have those removed, actually. Uh, and, um, and also because it's right in the center, if you have a large pupil, the light will go around the implant, so that can cause problems. Mm -hmm. you know, one thing we didn't get a chance to touch on were the lens implants uh, right. options, uh, where you basically replace the lens inside the eye to achieve near and distance vision. And they come in a couple different ways. You can either do the monovision with the regular type of implants, one that your insurance covers, and then the, there are upgraded options called Restore and Symphony, which allow a range of vision, uh, both distance and near in both eyes. Wow.
That sounds fascinating. I know. That's am- I had no idea that there was surgery to fix now, aging. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably surgery to fix every kind of aging. Now, how? what are some ways for people to know the best option for them? Come see you or? Great question. Because um, there are a lot, you know, for these to work well, you have to have a, a, a healthy and normal eye. Mm-hmm. And so some people have may have diseases like macular degeneration, optic nerve disease like glaucoma. They may have cornea diseases, which causes irregularities to the cornea. And, and because of this, these diseases, it may alter the performance of these types of interventions. And so, you know, a good ophthalmic exam by your eye doctor or your uh, ophthalmologist um, uh, is, is valuable in order to see if you're a candidate. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. If you would like to make an appointment with Dr. Kansu Pata or any of the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, you can give them a call at 704-295-3000 or check out their website, Good senses s-e-n-s-e-s dot com and as always follow us on facebook and instagram at charlotte smarty pants and on twitter at charlotte smarty thanks so much thank you ladies appreciate it